Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. You found the place where we talk horses. I'm your host, John Hare. Yes, it's been a minute since the last podcast. My summer has been very busy. I've been riding a lot. We took a non-horse trip to Sun Valley, Idaho. That was fun. And I've been doing a lot more outside audio and video editing because, frankly, I think I'm a better editor than a podcast host. But I love doing this and talking to you. And I have a couple of really good episodes coming up. You know, this is my second year of showing in ranch riding classes in my local area. The first part of the year, there was a four-show series and I used Scratch, my 16-year-old Mustang. The fall series is three shows and I'm using my 21-year-old foundation quarter horse mare, Jessie. Jesse and I haven't shown for quite a few years, and it's been a chore getting her back in shape, but a lot of fun. While I'm looking for ways to improve our scores, I thought it would be a good idea to learn more about the people who give out the scores, those judges. Today, I have an interview with Patty Carter, who's not only a show person, but the director of judges at the AQHA. We talk about the work judges do, how to become one, and ways to show your horse better. Let's get right into my interview with Patty Carter. I'm a Canadian, a proud Canadian, diehard Canadian. <laughs> I, th- I thought I, I detected a little bit of accent yeah, in that. Yeah, a little it, twang, yes, I, I yes, said, I've got a Canadian twang, you can't beat it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I uh, have been in the, the horse industry my entire life. My parents have been, that, my mom was the first world champion in trail in 1974. Oh my gosh. My mom and dad, my dad is still alive. My mom died almost three years ago now. Oh, sorry. But she was, she worked and coached and trained till the day she passed away. And uh, wow. she didn't ride at the end because her back got really bad. But she was an incredible horsewoman. And very super accomplished, and so is my dad. He is a judge, and he's been a judge for over 40 years. And I got my judge's card in 98, my AQHA judge's card in 98. So when I came to AQHA, I'd had my card for almost 12 years, 12 years. Wow. And had judged World Equestrian Games twice. The reigning paternity, the derby, the reigning paternity a couple times, the derby a couple times. Had my 3A working cow horse card. Judged, was a card carrying citizen. I had uh, judged <laughs> the, all the, the major uh, world shows for the Paints, the Appaloosas, the Palominos. Had my NSBA card, my AQHA card. Was a national director and past chair of professional horsemen committee. So I was on the original professional horsemen committee that Don Burt formed when he was on the executive committee. He was a real advocate for professional horsemen. And when he was on the executive committee, he formed a committee for professional horsemen. And that was in 93. And I was on that original committee just uh for clarification what when you say professional horseman are you talking about trainer or show person or what does that term mean well anything that 
where you make your living in the horse industry and there is an application process to become a professional horseman in it and you know to be approved it's not all it's not about the numbers it's about having quality horsemen that are out representing the association and they are uh, developing the equine industry and protecting you know the horses along the way and when you sign that code of conduct with professional horsemen, that you're held to a high standard. So somebody knows that when they call you and you're an AQHA professional horseman, you've been vetted and you're approved to be to, to carry that title. Oh, very cool. You know, I didn't realize there was that certification. That's interesting. Yes, yes. We have a scholarship that we uh, award every year to a, um, a child of a professional horseman that's part of the criteria mm-hmm. and then we've got a crisis fund we we help anybody who you have to be a professional horseman again mm-hmm. for a minimum of a year and then if you have a crisis a flood a any any kind of crisis you can apply for up to five thousand dollars which doesn't pay all the bills but it might pay the feed bill for a month you know right. and it's that mm-hmm that support that the uh, being part of that association that you have access to. And so when you were growing up, uh, did you show a lot of horses? I did. Yes. I had Supreme champions and AQHA champions. My last year of youth, I was third overall in the nation. Yeah. We showed almost every weekend. We showed a lot and I did the, you know, the all around events. Uh, that's what I trained. You know, we, we did some halter horses, Western riding trail, a lot of hunter under saddle, Western pleasure, you know, the all, the, the all around events. And you've been on both sides of the show arena. Which did you find more challenging, the showing part or the judging part? I have a passion for both. My favorite thing to do in life is to look at horses. I... <laughs> Right. love looking at horses it's my most favorite thing whether it's at a sale a pen of babies out in a field and and, and picking out nice horses so i i love looking at horses and how they function in their confirmation um, but i love also developing horses so it was a really good fit it's hard to judge and have a training operation because when you judge you go away and you know, your horses, you lose that flow in your training. You've got to have really good help and uh, support at home. But, you know, I just have have always had a passion for the industry. Um, I was um, an AQHA uh, director for Canada. And so when I came to the association, I had to relinquish all of my judging cards, my directorship, and left my family behind to serve the, the membership. So I've, I've had a, you know, a passion. I have a passion for the, especially the, the quarter horse industry. I tell people I bleed AQHA. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, now you're the senior director of judges at the AQHA. What, what do you do as part of that job? The judges program at AQHA was, the judges were first overseen by Mr. Bill Brewer, and then Cam Foreman oversaw the judges. Billy Steele was the first director of judges, the, the first assigned person that 
focused on the judges. Mm-hmm. And when Billy retired, then Alex Ross had the program for 13 years. And when Alex retired, I stepped into that role. I was already at AQHA as director of shows and professional horsemen. So I was recruited to go there in 2010 and then started January of 2011. You can't have a horse show without judges. Right. And you can't have a horse show without exhibitors. People don't really put the judges in the forefront, but they carry so much weight in in sending the industry in all avenues, either in a positive or negative direction. Every decision that you make as a judge is affecting the future of the equine industry. Every decision you make, and it's it's a huge important role and Billy did did a great job with the program Alex came along and took Billy's program and amped it up I came along and I think I've hopefully done Alex proud in what he developed and I've taken it to the next level and I think that when you take on a program the success of the person that was before you is based on the success that you can take and carry on if that makes any sense so Mm -hmm. And, and Alex oversaw the Stewart's program as well. What I did is, you know, took what Alex had developed and, you know, we're obviously a big part of our job is, is educating. You know, if you've got, you have complaints that come in, you, you have to deal with those complaints, learn to take complaints on judges and get the whole picture you know, and sometimes it needs to be taken to a grievance committee, but that's really, truly a small part. We've got a great group of judges that, you know, I know that the judges, when they step into the arena, they want to go in and do the very best job. So I, you know, oversee that I'm liaison to the judges committee. We have a a judges committee that we meet three times a year. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'm the liaison to that just overseeing programs. We've uh, recently relaunched the International Stewards Program. There was an International Stewards Program that that, um, had kind of, lack of better words, fizzled out. And so we've rejuvenated that. And I've taken all the education and taken it online. Excuse me, what's the difference between a judge and a steward? So a judge is in the arena placing classes. They, They are hired by a sanctioned show mm-hmm. so when it, when people are approved to have an aqha sanctioned show those shows have to be officiated by an aqha judge on Got the it. judges list okay and a show steward we assign them to horse shows we and we work within a budget and we we assign those stewards to horse shows and their job is to oversee animal welfare be an ambassador to the show, make sure that there's fair competition. Okay, good. Great. So they're, they're kind of like our boots on the ground at AQHA, you know, that we try to get to a few shows a year, you know, what our budget, what we can and what our budget allows. Mm -hmm. And then we have a budget. I have a budget that I work with and then I, that I assign stewards to horse shows every year. Very cool. And so how did you develop, uh, what is the judges program? 
What do you have to do to become an AQHA judge? There is an application process. I will tell you it's a very rigorous process that you have to go through. And of course, you know, the judges committee to approve you to go test or to be on a specialized list, they want to know that you have experience and background in the industry. So the first thing is, is we want to have the most qualified judges that we're sending into the industry to, to drive the industry. We have a judge resource page at uh, aqha.com. And it's a whole list of resources that we have listed there for our judges or anybody that wants to see what is it, what it takes to become a judge. So mm-hmm. we've got fact sheets. And so we have a total of about 700 judges, 745 judges. Wow. And we have different cards that you can apply for. So it used to be that you just had an all around status and we have developed specialized programs for maybe judges that just want to judge roping or just want to judge reigning. So when you have an all around card, you are qualified to judge everything from cutting to over fences. Wow. Yes. So to become an all-around judge, it's very, it's a, you know, we have uh, 200, about approximately 280 all-around judges. And many of those might have an NRHA, a reigning card certified also, or might have a reigning card or might have a cutting card. Right. But those all-around judges are when you have a horse show that has all the events, then you hire from the all-around list. And so then are there judges seminars and there is. So we have developed AQH University. That's one of the things that I did when I came on as director of judges is built an online certification program, which I'm really glad we did with COVID. Right. <laughs> we have an in person workshop for all the the approved judges once every three years. Mm-hmm. And then we do online education continuously. So we have what we call AQH University, and the judges pay for a subscription to be on that, but we have judge education on every single class from cutting. We have top, you know, Russell McCord, for instance, he was, he's the past senior director of judges for NCHA, mm-hmm. and he does our education online, and so what we did is we put, you know, we have fantastic clinicians, and they would come and teach and all that information would be gone after they left. And we have it all recorded. And judges use that AQH University as a resource when they go to judge a big cutting or they go to judge a roping or over fences or just want to get tuned up on to be prepared before they go out into the industry. And right. so we have a full online um, education. We do all of our testing in May. Our all-around applicants, they do a... Um, a two and a half day test in Denton, Texas once a year. And then all of our other certifications are online testing with Zoom interviews. The beginning level of judges, I mean, you probably need to to know how to judge pleasure and and trail. Yes, we, we call those the core events. Absolutely. And we do have a level one judges card. Which is a great place for judges to start. Like if you are a judge and you've judged some open shows and you would like to step into the AQHA pool of judges, 
we do have a level one certification. And that's an, uh, an application process. It goes through the judges committee. And then it's an online test. And there are six horse classes that you place. There's a rule book test online. And then we have a Zoom interview that we do. And all of those fact sheets and that application is also available on our judge resource page. Now, I asked uh, Bill Enk, the uh, NRCHA director of judges, this question. I'll ask it to you, Patty. What do you think makes a good judge? Well, we have the pillars of judging and experience in the horse industry makes a a good judge. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have integrity. You need to want to serve the industry. You know, you need to want to have a passion for making things better and moving the industry in a positive direction. Right. You've got to have, obviously, knowledge of the rules and the courage to withhold and hold up to those rules, be able to make a, you know, a decision. You have to be organized. You have to be a team player when you go to a horse show. You're not just there to judge. You know, you're an ambassador for AQHA. You're mm-hmm. uh, there to help show management and to make the show run smoothly. You you have to be fair and judge every person the exact same way, apply the rules to every single person the same way. A sense of humor never hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you need a sense of humor when you're traveling and you're dealing with stuff. You mean, And you need to be open-minded and able to continue to learn. Because judging is like training a horse. You never learn everything. You, you know, you, you know the penalties, but there's always something to help you learn and become better. So we have a, a really great monitoring program that, you know, Alex developed at the world shows. And we prep the judges before every class. And our goal is to have the judges leave that world show being better judges than when they came in. And that goes for us as being monitors is I'm always better after working with the judges we've hired than I was going in. And it's just becoming better and becoming better teachers and figuring out how to educate yourself and how to, to just become better. And then do you have any programs for like continuing education once you become a judge? We do. We do, and we drive them through AQH University. We're uh, getting ready to update all of our educational content on there. We have some content there from uh, 2018 and 19, and uh, actually we're going to be bringing Bill in and another guest, and we're going to be updating all of our BRH content with new uh, practice judging classes. And, yes, we're always pushing. Our testing is through AQH University. Um, We have in-person testing, and then our continuing education is through AQH University. And is that what the Behind the Clipboard program is? Behind the Clipboard is going to be for exhibitors. It's going to be tailored specifically for exhibitors. Anybody will be able to go on and select from the menu of classes, and they're going to be able to learn the history of the class, the rules of the class. They're going to have be able to practice judging. They're going to have uh, examples of the penalties. They're going to have pro tips from judges in the industry on how to better show their horse in that class. 
so that behind the clipboard is geared for our members and anybody who is interested in learning how to present their horse better in any class that they show in or might want to show in. Very cool. And now I've been recently showing in some ranch riding classes. Oh, can you explain the difference between like regular reining and ranch reining and and what what were the purpose for the ranch classes as opposed to just the straight up classes? So the ranching classes is to show the, the versatility of the American quarter horse and everything that they can do on a ranch. And your ranch reining is going to have a different look than your regular reining. You do not want your ranch reining horse sliding a long distance. Ranch reining horse stops more like a cow horse stops. They're right. going to hold the ground and you want them to be able to stop and, and maneuver quickly where the reining, they're wanting them to slide a long distance and there's still that, you've got to have that controlled speed. But the ranch reining horse, you're looking to excellence is, is a horse that that you know that you could take on the ranch and ride all day long and, and cut cows out and be able to get up to a cow and rope one or so it, it, it has, you know, it has a natural ranching look. Mm -hmm. There's more I don't want to say finesse because there's still finesse in a ranch horse, but mm -hmm. there's probably more finesse in a reining class than there is, you know, you're going to have a, maybe a little bit looser rein than you would, a little less connection than you would on a ranch rein. The ranch reining is going to look more like the working cow horse part of mm. a cow horse class. It's going to, it's going to mirror that as opposed to a reining class and like a regular reining class. And I think that's why I like it so much because the the local shows that we go to here, you know, a lot of us are just trail riders and want to kind of up our horsemanship a little bit and go, there you go. out and show. And so th the transition is a lot of us don't have arenas to keep training on our horses to get them refined in reining. And we probably don't have the horses that are of that caliber to do a really good job, but we can make it through a ranch class pretty good because that's what we're doing. We're out there trail riding and, and it's very similar to that. Absolutely. Yep. That's a great analogy for sure. Well, that's cool. And one of the things that I've really found helpful is just doing a search on uh, YouTube before a show and looking at the judge's perspective. And there's a lot of videos mm -hmm. out there, many of them produced by the AQHA that are just out yeah. there that are great resources if you're willing to, you know, to go through the time to watch those. You get the perspective of the judge, and that kind of gives you an idea before you go in the show ring what to expect. Absolutely, and that's the whole concept behind the clipboard, is being able to go and not just looking at one clip of the judge's perspective, but getting, but being able to purchase a whole package that you can understand the history, you can identify the penalties, and then the pro tips of, you know, this is how you, you prepared it to show in this class. You can see it through the eyes of a judge that will make you a better exhibitor. I know when I started judging, things that I thought that were important when I trained and showed, mm -hmm. it, it was changed totally when I stepped inside of the arena and saw it. Things that I thought were important were not important. And other things that I didn't put enough emphasis on, I realized I needed to put more emphasis on. So the judging 
made me become a better showman and a better coach because you, you know, you get in and you get to see that perspective. So that's what behind the clipboard is all about an in-depth in a deep dive into the classes that you're interested in competing in and and becoming better at. And we're starting with that whole ranch horse uh, division. Oh, that's very cool. I know that uh, show entries in our ranch, the little ranch shows here in town are, they're just growing exponentially. There's just a lot of people showing up on uh, once a month at, to show their horses. And I've got to say, yeah. too, we really live in, a. I think, the golden age of horsemanship. You know, there was even 20 years ago, you had to go hunt out a trainer and try to figure out what you were going to do with your horse. And now with the internet and everything online, there is so much information out there that it's almost overwhelming. But if you want to get your horse ready for a show, there's plenty of resources. And the AQHA has really done a good job of putting some, uh, not only the rule books out there, but the patterns and, and training videos out there too. Yes, this is what we're taking, you know, behind the clipboard is going to be all of that in a one-stop shop where you can understand the rules and you can, you know, you can read the rule book and not really understand it. But when you see what a three-point penalty is or what a five-point penalty is, you go, oh, okay. And you have a clear understanding of what your class is all about That makes and that makes you become a better competitor. It does. And it helps that experience curve, too, because when I first started showing and with a, a few of my friends, we were all new to it. We kind of dared each other to start showing our horses. But you go to a couple of shows and you make a couple of stupid mistakes like uh, uh, riding two handed in the bridle or, you know, you put your hand in the wrong spot or you pet your horse or, you know, they're just or, or you go off pattern, which was my favorite. But uh, you make those silly mistakes, and those are all part of the experience. I mean, you have to kind of be willing to to put yourself out there. But with the, the stuff online, you can kind of head off some of those mistakes because they're, they're pointed out. Somebody's else, somebody else has made them, and you don't have to make them too. So. You know, I, I always tell people that the, the two-point marker penalties as an exhibitor, you should never have a two-point marker penalty. <laughs> I mean, that is a bad, I mean, if you have a two-point marker penalty, you're not paying attention. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, but if you don't know, you've got to get past that marker to stop. I mean, you're getting two points every time you don't go past that end marker to, to initiate your stop. Yeah. And if you don't know that. I mean, that's a, that's a biggie and finding the center of the arena. Those are just basic things in, in the reigning that, that you need to make sure that you know. And if you don't know that, and most people don't take the time to read the rule book. Right. And the thing is, is about showing. And what, what I've always taught is that showing is, is just a test of where you're at with your training at home. And if you end up being the best person in the class that day, that's just icing on the cake. But I de- developed our level one championship series uh, when I first went to AQHA. And I know this for a fact that if people feel like they have a chance, they're going to go and show their horse. If they don't feel like they have a chance, they're not going to go show. You're yes. not going to take your horse to an NRHA event and show it in a reigning class. But you're going to take it to a ranch uh, event. Because you you know that you have a chance there, and you can go in, you can fit in. Right. If you do good, you stay on pattern, you get a score, 
and you get a piece of it, it's perfect. And then it challenges you to go home and work on your skills and be better and go back and test yourself again. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what happened to me. What's exactly what yeah. you said. Exactly. And that's why the ranching classes are growing exponentially because people go, you know what? I don't need anything fancy. I can take my horse just as it is. It doesn't need to be banded. It's no hoof black. I can take it with my equipment and I can go have fun with my friends and have some friendly competition. And I go to the gym now because I used to ride seven or eight horses a day. So I go to the gym to try to stay in better shape. And every time I go to the gym, I go to Orange Theory. And the reason I like Orange Theory is I can check my heart rate. I can, and, and I can challenge myself every time I go and keep track of the data to see if I can do better. And I compete with the, with the people around me because I'm a competitive person and I work in the competition department. (laughs) (laughs) I've competed my whole life. So of course I'm going to compete with somebody that's there. Absolutely. And I can go and, and test myself and see how I get better. And I'm, you know, I'm fighting age as I go. I'm not going to go down without a fight. Yeah. I'm not going to ultimately win, but I'm not going to go down without a fight. So if you have a competitive in nature, everything that you do is trying to just get yourself better. Right. Well, very cool. Well, this has been very informative, Patty. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us about the AQHA Judges Program. Well, thank you. It's something that I'm very, very passionate about. You know, I'm here. My job is to serve the judges, the stewards, and the membership. And I just want to always be finding ways to make it better. Bill and I, Bill's been a great teammate uh, for me. He's a he's a mentor of mine, and he's a great teammate. And anytime I get, and, and that's what I, you know, it says in the Bible that iron sharpens iron. And that's right. how you get better. You surround yourself with, with people that you admire and you strive to be better. And that's what I do every day is just strive to make it better for the for the judges. And, and hopefully I give them the support and the education and the educational opportunities so that they can go out and take and, and represent the, the association. And I truly know that AQHA has the leading judges program out there, but we're driven by how good the NRHA do their judges schools and, you know, how Bill judge does his judges schools and, and iron sharpens iron and we all make each other better. It sounds like it. it for, for the good of the industry and, and it right. all comes down to the horse. We wouldn't be here without horses. And it's just in the, the grand scheme of things, it's very humbling because the things, the opportunities that for me, the American quarter horse has allowed me to do is uh, mind boggling. Yes. Well, I can say that I haven't always agreed with the judges after I've come out of the show ring, but every time, <laughs> every, <laughs> I do appreciate the fact that they're there and uh, they're keeping everything standard. I think the con- consistency of the judging that I've seen has been pretty darn good, and I appreciate right. those guys. And if they weren't there, there really wouldn't be a horse show. Well, it comes you right can't down have to a horse show without judges. That's, that's right. That's what that's what I say, and. We're getting ready to have our world championship show. We leave on uh, October 23rd. Wow, that's right around the corner. That really drives our industry. What happens at the world show sets the standard for the for the rest of the year. We've got judges coming in to do very important jobs. Yeah. Give away a lot of money. That's, that's very cool. 
Well, have a great world show. Thanks again for Thank you. talking to us, and maybe we'll do this again. Absolutely, anytime. And again, drive people to the judge resource page at aqha.com. Excellent. That will do it for this episode. Thanks to the AQHA and Patty Carter. She has a wealth of knowledge. And the AQHA is a great resource if you plan on entering a show. There are judges' videos, patterns, rule books, and trainers' tips on how to be a better show person. Check out aqha.com. On a personal note, I'd encourage you to enter a show. It's sometimes nerve-wracking, tense, frustrating, and disappointing, but you will learn more about your relationship with your horse than anything else I know of. Find a small, local show, get a friend to enter with you, find a trainer if you need help, and give it a try. Then, let me know how it went. To see the show notes with links and photos, go to wopodcast.com. If you'd like to share a story or experience about your horse, or suggest a guest, let's hear it. Send an email to john at wopodcast.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Stay safe and healthy. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends and writing buddies. Until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody.